it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Yo! Let's do a radio show today, shall we? Welcome in to the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Welcome on in. No, I'm not wearing my hat. Funny, it's just, honestly, okay, for whatever reason, the lights in here feel a little bit brighter today. That's not a metaphor. It's a literal thing. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) They just seem brighter. So I'm not, the way I'm getting through it is I'm kind of keeping the bill of my cap dipped down. So if you can't see my eyes, it's just strictly a thing with the lights. But, but I happen to know, whether you've told me this or not, I happen to know that you're here to listen and not to look. You really would be fine if you're on the live stream even and you didn't have to see me. You'd be okay with that, okay? And so if you're on the radio, hey, you're the lucky ones, man. You don't have to look at me right now. But I am. I can confirm for everybody watching and listening. I am, A, ready for today. Now, I talked to Beaver just a minute ago, and he said, but are you really ready, Matt? (laughs) He said, you know what today's show is probably going to be about, right? (laughs) I said, yeah, yeah, I think I'm ready. So, A, I'm ready for today's show. And, two, I am squarely in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Now, listen up. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. If you're on the live stream, hate to you. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, formerly Twitter, Now, X, Um, y'all can be a part of the show. Comment there. Drop me a comment on the live stream on the Murray West live thread. Uh, Yeah, this hat, the aforementioned hat, is one of the hats I got from Murray West in New Albany. Contract embroidery company. It's got that cool um, stamped and then sewn, like, rubberized logo, the Natchez Trace Parkway logo on the front of my hat. So I'm sporting that one today. Thanks to Murray West for the hat. Uh, David is the f- one of the first to comment here on the Murray West live thread. He's on YouTube watching. He said, Hail State, hello, Matt and Beaver. Let's go in all caps. He's ready. And then JS290 right out of the chutes put a name out here. And so this will get us started today, JS290. I thought, yeah, okay, look, it's sort of the day after. Yeah, we had the, the Zach Selman press conference yesterday. Zach Arnett, not the head coach at State anymore, that whole deal. Interim coach, here we go, two games left. Let's see how it goes. Southern Miss coming in there this week. But the it, it didn't really – I will say that it seemed like among the, the fans and the conversations that I heard, the, the throwing out names and speculating on who's the next coach didn't really start to pick up steam until maybe this morning. And so we'll cover some of that today. This will be <clears> – <throat> When I say to you names that I'm hearing, I don't mean I'm hearing it from Zach Selman, who's going to make the hire, who told us yesterday, if you don't hear it from me, don't worry about it. <laughs> but a list of names just that others might have talked about, you don't know sometimes where that stuff comes from, but ones that anyway to me are intriguing that you could go, okay, well, if this and if that, and the, 
those ifs line up, then it could be a fit. You know, well, who would that be and why? So let's talk about some of those. Well, he gets us started today, and his first comment is, Brian Johnson, Eagles defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, it's not one that I actually had thought of myself, but who knows? I, I'm sure head coach money in the SEC is more than offensive coordinator money in the NFL. I'm sure that it is, and the thing about it is, you know, Brian Johnson has coached before in Starfield, probably understands some things, but never been a head coach. And he's surely doing a heck of a job with the Eagles offense, but boy, does he ever more have some weapons too, you know, but he's got, you know, a, a history with college football that goes way back. And we'll discuss him and some others too coming up. So we will uh, we'll kind of take off. Now let me, let me tell you, yes, yes, normal day. So the country pleasing text line is open and available. And ready? So get them on in here. You can text the show on the country, please, and text line. Number to text, 885-3776. In fact, I'll put the number on the screen here for you if you're watching the live stream and you're like, like if you're on Twitter, you want to text us, there's a number scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Uh, 885-3776, 601 number. Another way to remember the text line is 885-ESPN. Also, call me on the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They are the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else, right here at home at Divini. So the number to call, 995-1059. Got that one on the screen for you also on the live stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, 995-1059. Give me a second. To, um, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Calls, comments, and texts all queued up and ready to go. You know who you are. But let me take a sip of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Hang on. In fact, it's so doggone hot, I can't even hardly drink it, which is saying something. Because let me tell you, I like it hot, hotter than most people. And I can't even drink that. See, I, this is something that I boiled on the stove to get it real hot before I put it in my thermos. It's still too hot right now, so we'll wait on that. All right, out of the shoots today on the country-pleasing text line, we got the unnamed texter who said, before you ask, no, no Dan Mullen back at state. Okay, at the risk of going on a little diatribe here before I get into any more messages, I'll try to make it as brief as possible. But yesterday on the show, someone either called or texted, I can't remember, and brought up Dan Mullen. And my first reaction was, no, uh-uh, no. N-A-W, underutilized word in the English language. No. Okay, but then I started thinking about some things. Well, you know, it certainly is a different recruiting environment. It's really not even recruiting anymore. It's just straight up pay for play. Pool your money, see how much you got, and see what they'll take, come play for you, and see what it takes to keep them. I mean, that's everybody, the business they're in now. So you got that. That's different. Um. He does, he does coach good offenses. I don't know that he's ever coached a really bad one. He does develop some quarterbacks. He's put them in the NFL. Um, been out of it. And, yes, okay, look, Dan's personality, you can say type A or whatever, sometimes he can be a real jerk. Okay, but a lot of successful coaches can be quite often. <laughs> and what we decided yesterday was that if you win a lot, nobody cares if you're a jerk, all right? If you lose a lot, nobody cares how nice you are. But there was something else I thought of. Oh, I know what it was. I don't have any idea 
I have no earthly idea what the relationship is like between Dan Mullen and his former players who are in the NFL, but a bunch of his former players together, you know, Dak and Fletcher Cox and Chris Jones and Slay and all these guys together, states guys in the NFL are, are making like collectively as much money right now in the NFL as just about any other school's alums. And if you could end this pay-for-play era, if Dan could talk those guys into slipping them a check every now and then to support, quote-unquote, NIL, maybe that'd be worth looking into. And if, you want, if you're a coach out there and you're wanting a job, like that might be a selling point. I don't know. All of that stuff is real icky speculation, but it did come up. I just thought I would mention it. Uh, somebody says, if Colorado can hire Dion, Mississippi State should hire Smoot. <laughs> Smoot for Heisman. Uh, press conferences would be a lot of fun, wouldn't they? Nick Texas show and says, at this point, just let Will call the plays and run the air raid these last two games. They all know it by heart anyway. Well, Nick, listen, I want to tell you, understand this, that there's no such thing as, hey, this week, let's just do, go do this. No. In football, you have one option. And that is you go and you run what it is you've been practicing and working on for seven, eight, nine months going all the way back in the spring. There's no such thing as in a week's time flipping into a – sure, you may go out and the past plays you've been working on, you go out and you run them more, but there's no such thing as, hey, they know this by heart, just go out and do it. Football is not that way. It ain't that way. It's not like, you know – Basketball going from man-to-man defense and playing zone defense. It's just a whole different deal. It is no nowhere near that simple. In fact, if you think about it, Nick, one step deeper, one of the trademarks of the old Mike Leach air raid was that they repped their plays and ran their plays so much till they were sick of them almost <laughs> to the point that they couldn't screw it up they wanted to. It, it, and that's what one of the things that made it work. In a lot of ways, made it work. All right, uh, let's go over to the phone line quickly, and we got a bunch of messages to get to. But let's get in here on the Davini Equipment phone. Jimmy, hanging on line one. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good. Hey, look, I had to ask you this question today on Tuesday. Um, to me, uh, to get a good coach, you got to have some money. You got to be a good recruiter. You got to have a good strength and conditioning uh, coach or assistant coaches, uh, which is very important. I thought I saw a good example of that with Ole Miss and Georgia this past week. And then you got to have a guy that's smart. You got to have a coach that knows the X's and the O's and how to fundamentally uh, adapt to all the different strategies that are used by other SEC coaches and other great coaches out there. So, Matt, in your opinion, taking everything that you think makes what you need to become a coach, a good coach in the SEC, who is your choice? Who would be the person that could fulfill all those duties and responsibilities that need to be filled and provide Mississippi State with a competitive edge when facing Nick Saban, when facing Brian Kelly, when facing uh, – you know, all these other coaches that are out there. Who would be, and Kirby Smart, uh, Lane Kiffin, who would be a good coach, in your opinion, 
to to do all that? Um. Well, the right answer is either Nick Saban or Jackie Sherrill. That's the right answer. Jimmy, Jimmy, thank you for the call. No, okay, seriously, on a serious note. <laughs> I mean, right? And then it becomes, okay, well, one's retired and the other one's just not coming. <laughs> my, my point is, like, you can definitively answer some of those things about certain people, and it is a fine, fine question, Jimmy, and you laid it out very well. But the issue is, no, you just don't know. And we can all have opinions, sure. And I'm about to go over a list of names that I wrote down here on this little note card here. Y'all can't see it on the scene, but it's a whole list of names right there. And I'm about to go over the, that list of names. Um, <clears throat> you know, I haven't, Jimmy, gotten to a point where I feel like super duper strongly about one person. But I'm not an AD who is spending all day, every day, monitoring this stuff year-round as a just-in-case, which is what all ADs do. Um, so let's just do it this way, and then I'm coming to some more of the comments. So, Jimmy, to answer your question fairly, um, I heard someone mention Jeff Levy. I think there is a either a relationship or a pass there, some shape, form, fashion, between Jeff Levy and Zach Selman. It goes back to their days at Oklahoma together. Uh, Levy is at Oklahoma calling plays for their football team. He's offensive coordinator. He's former OC for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, so there's a little bit of a familiarity with the lay of the land in Mississippi, I guess. Uh, someone who hasn't been a head coach, but, you know, who knows? State may get into this process and realize that their best shot at, at doing what they want to do is to give someone their first head coaching job. I don't know that. But that's an interesting name to me uh, for all those different reasons. You know, somebody mentioned earlier Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator, Eagles. You know, it really comes down to a college or NFL thing. Like if you want to be in the NFL or if you really are interested in trying out the college thing, I would think there's more money in being a college head coach than being an OC in the NFL. But Brian Johnson was a heck of a player on those Urban Meyer teams at Utah. He had a relationship with Dan Mullen. He coached at Houston for a little while, and then he went. He, he coached at Mississippi State for Dan Mullen, coached quarterbacks OC, moved around. Now he's in the NFL up there. Former player, understands college, coached in college, different places, coached some really good teams, coached some really good players, coached Dak Prescott at State for a while. Very highly thought-of guy in football circles. I remember from talking to him in his time as an assistant at State, he's – one of these very straightforward, non-emotional. He has a starting pitcher mentality in everything that he does, and that is, you know, he's a blank stare who in his head is constantly figuring out a way to beat you. And I think a lot of Brian Johnson, I think if, if he's open to it, call him. Uh, that's a good, good idea. Um, <clears throat> if you are at state, if you're a decision maker, and one of the things that you are – thinking about is someone who will not use it as a stepping stone you know there's a couple ways to look at it and it's okay really either way if you if you're looking for somebody who is going to look at the state job as a stepping stone and therefore hey i gotta succeed now and quick and parlay this into that bigger job okay fine if that's the route you want to go and you think that's what's best for the program right now go ahead find that or if you would rather go ahead now and begin to talk to people who would not necessarily view it as a stepping stone type of job. 
but would view it as kind of what Mullen did, you know, an eight, nine-year project. Um, what Coach Cheryl did, 10, 11, 12, 13 years, whatever it is. Then to me, Joe Judge is somebody who you have to interview. And I would think, you know, Joe obviously played at State, and family from here, uh, deep ties. I, I think highly of Joe. Um, I think we have seen clearly that being the head coach of the New York Giants, number one, it ain't an easy job. Uh, tell me the one person for whom it has been easy. It's been a while. 20 years? Is that what it is? And I would think that if you've you know, been – if you're on a sideline with Belichick for more than a decade and you've been a head coach for the New York Giants, if you want an NFL, I mean, if you want an interview at Mississippi State, your alma mater, you can get one. And Joe's someone who would would have the ability to put a really fine staff together, but would also be familiar with the the geography and would be looking at it as a long term thing. And if that's what you decide as a decision maker at State, that that appeals to you, that's somebody I think you got to talk to. Um, some other names that I wondered about, you know, okay, you hear Coach Fritz at, uh, at Tulane, and he has done an excellent job there, you know, in more ways than one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I just think, again, you know, I'm, we're all looking at it on the surface, and you go, okay, if a guy like Willie Fritz, if he and his agent are open to it, then talk to him, period, end the story, start the conversation, see where it goes. Um, I'll tell you another one that was interesting to me was Lashley at SMU. Now, I am so unfamiliar with how they have looked this year. In fact, as we sit here and talk about SMU, I would have to look them up to see what their record is <laughs> and, and that sort of thing. But my recollection was that they were heavily involved and have been heavily involved in the portal thing. Like, they've transferred in a bunch of guys at SMU over the last couple of years and have made it work. And you're starting to see that might be the quickest fix at a lot of places is somebody who can absolutely immediately, day one, get in a portal and work it and improve their roster just like that. Because you know you're going to have people leave when you have a change, right? And, uh, you know, like I think Casey Woods is on his staff. Um, Casey's dad, Sparky, you know, used to be a head coach in the SEC, coached at Mississippi State. I knew Casey when he was a young guy, and he's grown up in coaching Casey's got a big time future ahead of him. One of those up and comers, and he spent some. Casey spent some time on the staff at Missouri, um, so there's some ties there that that may make a little sense in the Rhett Lashley thing. Uh, you know, other than that, I don't know. Another name that no one is mentioning that I'm just curious about. I I don't know if there is any connection or relationship in the past between like a Zach Selman and this guy, but you know Charles Huff was on the staff at Mississippi State for at least one year, maybe two. I, I can't – but maybe one year under Moorhead. He, he was there quickly, and then and then I think he went to Alabama. And the next thing you know, he landed the head coaching job at Marshall. I think Charles is in his third year at Marshall. I don't know if they're necessarily having a great year this year. They're kind of battling to get to bowl eligibility. They're close maybe within a win or two. But they won nine games last year at Marshall, and you probably heard his name and stuff. And Charles is one of those guys that – you know, he's been a head coach, so he knows how to run a football team. He's coaching the SEC. He's been at Alabama with Saban. He was at State. There's some familiarity on different levels, and he has been a head coach. And when, when he had things going last year at Marshall in a nine-win season, you know, he's a guy that he's really engaging. I mean, when he talks, 
it, he just draws you in. He's got sort of that natural personality, and I've, I just wonder if that's not something you weigh as well because we're in a get attention world now in college athletics. It's no longer keep your mouth shut, put your nose down, and just show up on Saturday. I mean, those guys have to get out there and make waves and be media friendly and all that kind of stuff too. So, I, you know, again, that's sort of throwing some names out there. I, I don't know. I know the guy at Kansas has done a good job. I just don't know anything about him, you know, other than, okay, he's done a good job at Kansas. The place is really hard to win. You just never know. Um, so let me let me know um, what I what I hit on, what I missed on. Uh, White Denzel on the Country Pleasing text line says, G.J. Kinney we trust. In G.J. Kinney we trust. I already has on the maroon. Yeah, because he's where? At Texas State? Isn't that the school where he's at? Where they went and brought in about 40-something transfers in the portal. Young guy. Been, been uh, exciting to watch. Um, <clears throat> unnamed texture says Lance Leopold at Kansas. Am I saying that right? Is it Leopold or Leopold or Leipold? How do you say it? Somebody send me a pronunciation. I know. I should have already looked it up. I'm sorry. Unnamed texture says Matt. Is Kevin Barbe still the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State? Well, yes. I, I'm, I'm certain that he is. Selman said yesterday the rest of the staff is staying in, in place and going to finish out the last two games. He said, if so, what good did it do to fire Arnett? Barbe's offense is ineffective at best. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Puzzle Dog is who texts that, and I'm going to get into – we come back really simply, kind of why you make a decision in the middle of the year like that. We'll do that next. Just getting started. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Let me hit some of the uh, comments here on the Murray West live thread. Go to murraywest.com, by the way, and you can see kind of who they are, where they are. You can get quotes online. If you need your logo embroidered, on anything, shirts, hats, custom apparel, but even things you don't necessarily wear. Trust me, that's where you want to go. Scroll to the bottom of their website at murraywest.com. You'll see some of the folks, Genteel, Prairie Wildlife, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, others that they deal with that they, you know, I was in there one day and they were putting that SIP logo on all kinds of red and blue stuff, sending it back to Ole Miss. I was in there one day and, you know, again, it's a, you know, an embroidery company, they're in New Albany, but they had a whole bunch of stuff that they were putting that big B, like the Boston Red Sox B, but it was for Brandon High School. You know, high schools all over the state. So trust me, check them out, kind of folks you want to do business with, family-owned, right there at murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y. Uh, let's see. Marty said on YouTube, I would be okay with Mullen, but not my first choice. He's good at his job with ESPN, so I doubt he would come anyway. He's got plenty of money. He doesn't have that buyout money, and he's working at ESPN. But I'll tell you, I mean, Dan's really good on television. He seems sort of made for it. Uh, David said if Selman picks Mullen, 
then I'll accept it. He said his tail is on the line with this one. <laughs> it's a funny way to put it. Uh, Jimmy comments on the Murray West Live thread, said he's fascinated with Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Lewis says bring back the king. That'd be Jackie Sherrill and his big old stick. Somebody, uh, Kevin and them told him he looked like Moses. Walking around that big stick. His hair turning white and stuff. Uh, Jimmy said, for the people on the radio, Matt just held up Mike Leach's play calling card. You know what, Jimmy? That's about the size of his play calling card. It's a note card that I cut it in half. And then I use half of it at a time. And I, I, I jotted down the, some names right there. Just uh, I jotted down Levy, Lashley, Fritz, Charles Huff, Brian Johnson, and Joe Judge. And <laughs> see, told you I'd go off my, my notes. Uh, on Facebook, Rick tuned in. He says, we need to first look at the task at hand, which is a win over Southern Miss. I live in Hattiesburg, and believe me, they are coming to start with to beat State, what is your take? Well, Rick, I'll tell you this. I will tell you very matter-of-factly my take. This is Southern Miss's Super Bowl, and it was the minute it got on the schedule, and it's been that way the last few times it was on the schedule. It's their Super Bowl, period. End of story. Okay, I expect them to play well. Matter-of-factly, they were talking about this game, you know, before the season began. And I know that they've had their bumps in the road this year in different times, but they look. They're scratching and clawing, okay? Uh, Will Hall is a winner. And, boy, they've run him down and talked about him and tweeted about him, all that kind of stuff. But listen to me. Will Hall is a winner. He is. He is a fighter, a scratcher, a clawer, which is hard to say, but he is. And they made a few changes and got somebody else calling plays and put a new quarterback in there, and all of a sudden – they started winning a few games, right? And they beat somebody and scored some points, 30-something one week and win an overtime game and all this. And I'm just telling you, Rick, State better have energy, first of all, and be excited to play. Like Mike Leach used to say, be the most excited to play. And State has to have a good day on offense. We have seen that if Will Rogers and Woody Marks don't play, that offense is capable of having a bad enough day to lose this game. So it ain't in the books. Should State win it? Yes. Is it a chalk it up? Absolutely not. All right. Let's see. Stephen, coming to the phones in just a second. Stephen on the Country Pleasing text line said, I noticed a lot of former players wanting Mullen, even some that he walked out on. He said, I know this situation has made a boring and bad season interesting at the end. <laughs> well, it certainly has. Boring and bad, and now all of a sudden it's interesting. Listen, I mean, here's the thing about it. You know, yes, you know, Dan's personality kind of is what it is, but the fact is the places that he'd been in when he was at State, players had fun playing for him. Because, one, he pushed them to the edge all the time. Strength and conditioning. Just push them right to the edge. Push, push, push. In terms of what they could execute and how well they could do it, he just pushed them right to the edge. And then he put them in a position they actually had a chance to, to win, which is fun. Players ultimately want to be pushed and they want to have a chance to win. And so we can say what we want about Dan's personality, but he did that. All right, over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Trey. On line one, what's up, Trey? Hey, Matt. Um, I mean, it's, 
as bad as it is, if they beat State beats Southern Miss, you know the Egg Bowl, it, it's always a coin flip no matter who's one and ten or ten and one. So they can still go to a bowl, and yeah. people are going to take them six and sixteen. But um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the new coach, and everyone's throwing out all these names, and I've even heard Dion, but someone who actually has had success that I think would be different, which is what State needs, um, is uh, uh, Kingsbury, and I think he's a uh, either he's a quarterback coach or maybe he's just an analyst. I think once they let him go, uh, NFL, I think he's a USC. What do you think about that, man? You think that'd be something that'll work out? I think I'm missing. Okay, thanks, Trey. And yeah, so you said USC. You think he's at USC? I kind of lost track of where he was and what he's doing. Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, there is. And, you know, uh, I am one who, Trey, I, I find myself less and less just falling on one side of the line or the other totally based on what someone did at a previous job. I really do, because there's, I mean, the game is so much different in terms of, like, building a roster now and retaining a roster now and and all those kinds of things. I would say, I'll just give you as honest answers I can give you, Trey, for what it's worth. If I was the athletics director and it's on my shoulders, if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury would talk to me and, and be halfway interested, I would talk to him about it. I absolutely would be open to that. Um, because I do believe, I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying I even like it. I'm just recognizing that this is the reality we live in, that in the pay-for-play and transfer portal era that we are in right now, getting attention plays. It's not the most important thing, no. It's not the determining factor on winning, and it's not the determining factor at all times on getting players, but it plays. It it does factor. You got it. You would have to consider that. Because I just I don't know in this era how important it actually practically is to have deep recruiting roots in one part of the country or another. I really don't know. And when you're do when you're dealing with portal turnover every year anyway, any coach, regardless of who it is, how old he is, or how, where he coached or played, any coach at Mississippi State is going to have to do one and really two things every year, and that is recruit players from Texas and hit the transfer portal every year to find former players at other schools from Texas. So I, I would be open to it. And when, when young, especially when young guys, I mean, look at Lane Kiffin. You know, th- there are times when they are young, when they go through stuff or whatever, where whoever gave them those jobs when they were really young didn't necessarily get them at the best time in their life. But look at him now at Ole Miss. There's no question from, from a maturity and a growth and a, personality and an outlook and a demeanor every decision making everything 
it's clear that Ole Miss has gotten Lane Kiffin at the right time. You didn't want to hire him when Tennessee did, but you sure did when Ole Miss did. Uh, Joe texts the show in the country, please, and text line. Says, here are some texts coming up. I'm going to go fast here. He said, uh, if he were to come back and commit to uh, MSU long-term, go get Mullen. Somebody mentioned Willie Fritz. BB from Brandon said, Matt, one coach nobody's even mentioned, I think easily do well at State, is Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. He's making $5 million a year at Notre Dame. Leipold is how you pronounce it. I want to thank you all for sending in the pronunciation. Uh, J-Rock says, have you mentioned Jamie Chadwell from Liberty? I have not. I don't know that much about him, really. Was he the guy at Coastal before getting the Liberty job? Am I thinking Tracy mentioned Kenny from Texas State? We've all got people we like based on something. Uh, Somebody said Bob Stoops. You know, that ain't happening. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, he says, wait, real football isn't a video game and the team can run anything on the little screen at the push of a button? No. (laughs) Yeah, you can only run what you've been practicing for months for the most part, what you maybe at least install based on what you already know how to do during the week of a ball game, but you can't flip it and go back and run last year's offense. (laughs) Football didn't happen that way. Man, we're neck deep in it again today. Texts, more than I can get to, coming to y'all. Next, comments on the live stream. Watson and Robert and Brad and Jonathan and everybody coming to you. So y'all stick around here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. Let's see what we can keep getting into. Here in the Bureau on this Tuesday, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Uh, Thomas says on Facebook, on the Murray West live thread, he says he gets excited about the Troy coach. So what's his name? Sumrall? Um, yeah. Yeah. Joseph makes it clear what he's looking forward to regardless of what's going on. He said, I can tell you this. This is on Facebook. He said, I hope we whip Ole Miss's <laughs> in Stark Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's, it's, uh, that never changes, does it? I mean, we want to whip them. They want to whip us. Will is in on YouTube. Good morning to you, Will, or good afternoon, as it were. He says, yeah, Jamie Chadwell built Coastal into a great football team and currently has Liberty undefeated. The Internet experts are saying that he has a big buyout for what that's worth. May He may do it, Will. I, you know, Again, I don't know. I hadn't researched it at all. Don't know anything about him. I know the name. Know a little bit about it, like you say. But uh, Liberty is a school that has lots of resources, plenty of money. Plenty of it. That sort of thing. Uh, Brom mentions on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. Matt, what do you think about Joe Judge, coach the, at the Patriots when Brady was there? I believe he's back in New England now. He is. 
As a, fact, as a matter of fact, you watch a Patriots game, you know, you see Bill Belichick talking to somebody on the sideline. It's usually Joe. And uh, he's done a heck of a job with their uh, special teams units over the years before and after the stint with the New York Giants as their head coach. And really, I mean, you can see that, you know, maybe it was at one time and it cycles. It's the NFL, so it cycles around. But being a head coach of the uh, New York Giants is not necessarily an easy job. Others have certainly proven that as well. But I think a lot of Joe. What I said earlier, Brahm, is I'll say this uh, again to, to reiterate it. It kind of depends on what, maybe what your approach is. You know, if the people that are doing the hiring, if they feel like what's best for the program right now over the next two to three years is to have a young up-and-comer, never been a head coach, who will try to light the woods on fire for two or three years and use it as a stepping stone because then he wants to go to some you know, top shelf school, you know, top program, you know, he wants to bounce it on into LSU or to Ohio State or something. Well, if that's what you're looking for, okay, go ahead. But if you make a decision that it would be optimal, if you could find that next head coach who's going to settle in, who's not going to look at it as a stepping stone job, who wants to be there for a long time, well, that's kind of the way I think Joe Judge, that's a category that he falls in. Strong family ties to the school, to the area, to the state, knows it. Um, so it'd be getting at it a little bit of a different uh, angle. But I think a lot of Joe, and I and I know he would do a good job. And then it comes down to, like for any of them, staff, approach, offense, philosophy, all those kinds of things, building a roster, which, you know, like, how in the world do you judge – a lot of these coaches out there right now on how they're going to be able to build your roster over the next four or five years when you don't even know what's going to be allowed <laughs> over the next four or five years. It's a hard decision. And it's always a toss-up. You've seen it over and over and over again at places and coaches that look like an absolute home run. They win the press conference like nothing you've ever seen. And two years later, it's dead in the water. The The motor will not crank. Um. <clears throat> All right, text messages, country please, and text line. Unnamed texter says, I really like head coach J.G. Kinney, Texas State. Young, 35 years old, an offensive guru. He's worked under some great coaches. He wouldn't cost an arm and a leg. He's good at the portal, too. This is from Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for sending that. Yeah, you know, young, 35. The portal deal, it's very important for everybody. It is. It's so unfortunate, <laughs> but it is, and the result is that Talk to high school coaches. It, it's pretty unbelievable when you talk to high school coaches, the numbers of college-level, you know, recruit-type players out there in high school football all over the place that aren't really getting phone calls and interest like they used to. They're not even getting scholarship offers like they used to because so many schools are just trying to solve every roster issue in the portal right now. But uh, that's what I've heard. I haven't studied it, but I've heard that Kenny at Texas State that they turned over a bunch of guys in the portal this year and got them better really quickly. <laughs> we were talking about Mullen earlier, and somebody sent me the gif of Cousin Eddie out there, you know, emptying the RV out on the street, holding up, and he says, Merry Christmas, you know, in his bathrobe. And he says, you serious, Clark? <clears throat> Millwood. What's up, Millwood? He says, in all seriousness, when 
when would you say is a deadline to name a new coach? I, there's no such deadline as, you know, by this date. Listen, the reality, Millwood, the reality deadline is as soon as possible. You don't rush it. You're not you're not flying around in a hurry risking making a you know bad choices, but the understanding that there is no other priority right now. Period. End of story. It's gotta ha it's gotta happen today. And if it can't happen today, it's gotta happen tomorrow. And if it can't happen tomorrow, it's gotta happen today. The deadline is now. <clears throat> Waiting and time spent. Bad way to do business. In that business, and then go for everything. State grad ninety eight Texas show. He's he's not in on Joe Judd. He said no. Uh, Rebel Tiger Dog Texas show and says two names that I'd like to hear discuss: Chris Peterson and Gary Patterson. Please get someone hired quickly to hit the ground running. I'll be honest with you. Um, I get the impression that some of those guys from that era, like Chris Peterson, you know, Boise State, Washington. Gary Patterson, TCU, they got out of it and are fine to be out of it because they're not dealing with all this pay-for-play stuff. It's not They're not dealing with it. Don't want to. Now, I think Patterson might be in a fundraising role <laughs> for TCU or something. It seems like I read that, but still, that's a lot different from a pressure standpoint. <clears throat> ResDog texts the show and says... What Cliff Kingsbury he says he couldn't win with Mahomes, and I don't mean <laughs> Brittany. Come on, man. Yep. Well, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Couldn't win with Mahomes. Um. And there was a whole bunch of people who didn't think Mahomes was all that good. As a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm glad they passed him up in the draft. Uh. Nothing's ever quite as clear, black and white as it seems. And ResDog, like I said, I mean, every situation is different. I think state, while you've got to be responsible on everything, whether it's you know, you know, recruiting and developing linemen and playing defense and all this kind of stuff, all those things matter. But I think state is you've got to you got to do something different. Whether it's train different or lift different, or you got to be special and different at something. And I just think every not every year that goes by, every month that goes by, you're it's more and more obvious you must be able to throw the ball, and you must be good at that. Uh. Aquatic Waves, Texas Show, Glenn Schumann from Georgia. When he leave Georgia, he's a defensive coordinator. I mean, I don't have a clue. I, I don't know anything about it. Brad, Texas Show, says, question, why is the narrative that Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, or Mississippi State slash whoever the coach is can't recruit big players and win national championships? He says, we got to quit pushing this mindset. He says, if you have the money and resources, then it shouldn't be hard. Listen, Brad, I gotta, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm reading this, and I'm going to be fair to you, um, but I dis, I'm going to tear up, tear into a lot of what you're saying here. He says, Lane Kiffin evidently loved the way Oxford looked, et cetera. Once we get to see the campus, it's hard to say no. If everything else is there, State can do the same if the fans will pony up. Listen, Brad, 
I would answer you with some questions. Are you saying, number one, you said if you have the money and the resources, then it shouldn't be hard. So you're saying then that for Texas A&M, it's not hard. So it is hard. <laughs> Even with unreal money and resources. The most Listen, Brad, think about Texas A&M. The most money and resources, even with the most money and resources, guess what it is? It is hard. It shines a great big spotlight on what Saban has done at Alabama because, yes, they got money and resources, but as hard as it is, look what he's done. It's incredible. Okay, so it is hard. Secondly, it ain't all about money and resources. Okay, but every day that goes by, it's increasingly a little more about it, right? Pay for play, that whole thing. But here's what I'm saying. You said you got to quit pushing the narrative that Ole Miss and Kiffin or State and whoever can't recruit big players and win national championships. Well, okay, you can. In the last 10 years, you were ranked one and two. You, you can put yourself in the position. But are you going to finish it out? Look what Georgia has become in the last 10 years. You say pony up. Pony up what? Pony up how much? Over how many years to get 24 five-star players on your roster like Georgia? It's got to be about something else. I mean, surely it is. More on that. Stick around. 